Chris McLean is the host of the Mac and Bone Show, 92.7 WFMZ in Charlotte. And let's just let's just start with the reaction. Here you go. Are they? You got the number one overall pick, at least for now. Is there a chance they trade it? Where do they go? There's a lot to unpack here for you. This is fun, man. It's a fun Friday night. Yeah. I'm tossing some back. I'm watching hoops. Yes. And the yeah. Panthers the number one pick, baby. And I like it. I like the fact that y'all are talking up Stroud. At least one of you is. Mm-hmm. It does seem to be that that might be the lean. I think it's Young and Stroud. Maybe they're still going to, you know, kind of debate internally between those two. But I love the move. This is something we were kind of urging for a while here is like, make this aggressive move. If you have a target, go up and get them. Because if they didn't trade all the way up to one, say they trade to three, and they like two guys, they like Young and Stroud, and that seems to be the talk. Well, if somebody like Indy trades up to one, takes Young, and then Houston takes Stroud at two, the Panthers are with their third choice. And I don't think Levis or Richardson is on the same level for them as Young and Stroud. So I think they were thinking, I know they gave up a ton, but I think they were thinking we got to get all the way up to the top to get one of these two guys. It's a bold move. They've got to be right on it, but I think we're excited here in Carolina about this. And like and like you said, so they gave up a lot, but if C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young's their guy, then it's all going to work out in the yep. long run. And so how do you feel about you know the, the D.J. Moore move? Because if you remember at the deadline, there were teams calling the Panthers with first-round picks, including the Packers, actually. They held on to them, and now they're able to use this as some leverage to get the number one overall pick. I mean, a brilliant move when you think about it, right? But uh, what are your thoughts on D.J. Moore leaving the team? That's the one part part that bums me out a little bit because I love DJ Moore. I think he's tough as nails. He's the type of guy that, you know, will go over the middle, take a hit. He runs like a running back when he gets the ball. I mean, he's amazing. And I know a lot of people nationally look at his numbers and be like, well, he didn't produce much last year comparatively. But, man, that Baker Mayfield – uh, that Baker Mayfield experiment did not work out. <laughs> That's being nice. Yeah. <laughs> Double blame Baker. They picked up once PJ Walker and Darrell start playing, believe it or not. I think he's a great pickup for the Bears. And everything I read, fellas, and y'all probably seen the same stuff, like it sounds like it was one where if they weren't getting the number one pick without giving up DJ. The Bears clearly need a receiver like that, obviously. So I think it was one where they're, I don't think they wanted to part with DJ necessarily, but I think it's one like, they believe strongly in at least one, if not two, of these quarterbacks. And after the whole, you know, Reclamation Island thing, where we did Retread Island, where every year for the last three years we're going to get the Retread quarterback, ain't worth a crap. I think they finally are doing it the right way and going to try to get their guy in the draft. Yeah, I mean, nobody wants to give up a young receiver that's just entering his prime, that's a number one, that's also on a pretty reasonable contract. But we all know, You can't win without a quarterback in this league, as you certainly saw down there. It becomes just a dark, scary alley that you're walking around with your eyes closed going, I don't know what's next because we can't figure any of this out. Uh, You mentioned Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is actually now, some books are starting to release, uh, you know, new odds on the number one overall pick. And C.J. Stroud is the heavy favorite at minus 320. So, and I've seen Bryce Young get to about three to one at this point. So, C.J. Stroud is the heavy favorite. I like Stroud as well. I'm just surprised there's been so much talk about Bryce Young, as great as he is, and not enough about Stroud. That being said, where do you think the Panthers will go? And what do you think is the better fit for them? I mean, I le- I would give the the nod to Stroud based on size, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one of these, like, sizists that is telling you Bryce Young is the size of a toddler and he'll never succeed and he'll be a hurt first minute. Like, I, I, you know, we all watch him play, right? Like, that dude can ball. So I would be a little worried about the durability. 
but I think they're close. I think the Panthers think they're close. And I do wonder if like the size advantage pushes Stroud through. I think that Georgia game, and I know y'all were watching. I know y'all probably had money. Hopefully you won <laughs> on, on that game. But like Stroud opened some eyes up, you know, mm-hmm. because we know he was a pinpoint passer, right? Like he would stand in that pocket. The O-line would protect him. His receivers would always get separation. But in, in the Georgia game, he showed another, another you know, variable, right? Like, I can make plays and improvise. And when I have all these NFL athletes coming after me on the Georgia defense, I can still make plays. Like, I think that's what probably sold the Panthers and, and probably a lot of people on him. I'm a huge C.J. Stroud fan, so I've watched every game of C.J. Stroud's career. And I just, like, I keep asking everybody we have on the show, all the analysts, like, am I taking crazy pills? What's the knock on this guy? And, like, all that they could give me is when he's under pressure at times, throws off his back foot a little bit. But, man, like you said in that Georgia game, like, he was using his legs, the quarterback design runs, showed how athletic he is, he can make every throw. And we can't fault him for playing in an offense where he's got pro wide receivers and they're always open. Uh, I think he's going to be great. But the only problem is now, how do you evaluate him these first couple years? What are they going to do with the wide receiver position? Because you trade away wide receiver number one. Robbie Anderson was a mess, and he's gone now. And then you look at this depth chart, and I don't know how you feel about Marshall Jr. or uh, Rashard Higgins or Andre Roberts, but what do you think they end up doing at wide receiver here? Do they add in the draft, or do they hit free agency? All right, hold on. Let me go get another beer after you name that wide receiver depth chart. All right, that's a little concerning. Yeah, there's no doubt that they get – I'll tell you this. Wide receiver, I think we all thought, and Scott Fitter, the GM, has said, wide receiver was a need before this move. So now you can only imagine how big of a move it is now. I think they've got to do it both ways. I would be shocked. You know, they saved $20 million against the cap with the DJ Moore move. I would be shocked if that is not going towards some sort of wide receiver. They have been kind of linked to Miko Hardman. If he can stay healthy, I know there's a little question there, but, man. He is an explosive son of a gun. I think he would be interesting. So, uh, But I think there has to be a free agent guy or two um, tight ends. See, here's the problem. They, this is the one thing that's kind of counter, counterproductive is they're going to go get their guy quarterback. But, man, there's a dearth of weapons in the passing game. I mean, the, the, the tight ends are all blocking guys. Tommy Tremble, Ian Thomas, they need to go out there either in the draft or free agency and get a tight end. So I wouldn't be shocked to see the Panthers had, like, you know, three or four weapons in the passing game for the incoming QB. Talking to Chris McLean here on BetMGM tonight. He's live in Charlotte, where the Panthers now have the number one overall pick, and they have the second shortest odds to win the NFC South behind the Saints. Saints plus 130 at BetMGM, Panthers plus 250. And look, like it's it's great to have these odds now. You're, you're sitting here forecasting like what a team does for their entire offseason, and we weren't even sure that we knew this was going to happen, and now it has. But the thing is, w- w- with that division, I, I like Derek Carr, but I'm not going to look at Derek Carr and say the Saints are a runaway division winner now just because they added Derek Carr. What do you think the outlook is for this Panthers team? You've obviously talked about some of the moves they have to make, the improvements they need to have. But, man, I saw a Panthers team at the end of last year that was really starting to hit their stride. They got a great new head coach, a good run game, a, a strong defense. I mean, this is a team that if they make the right decisions this offseason and whoever their quarterback is, if it's C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young, has at least a solid rookie year, lean on the run game a lot, I feel like they got a shot to win this division. I, they, they do. I'm not, you know, obviously we're not talking about some sort of juggernaut division here. I am not too proud to admit that, that this division <laughs> is due to, but at, we would take after, after like five years of no playoffs, we will take a win in a stinky division. I think they've got a shot. I mean, obviously there's so much work to be done. I, like I thought it was so overblown last week when a lot of the national cats start almost like handing a division to the saints. 
oh, they've got the best quarterback by far in the division. It's like, let these other teams cook. Like, there's going to be work done in the offseason. I think you nailed it. Like, the way they played, I honestly thought they played the best football. Again, this isn't, like, a huge statement. But I thought they played the best football in the division down the stretch. Tom Brady just got him on a couple of deep ones in that game. If they win that, they go to the playoffs, they win the division. Brady now, we don't know if he's out of football, I guess, now again. But, like, at least he's out of the division. And uh, I think it's there for the take. And the defense is young and really good. And I think uh, Ajiro Averro, the new D coordinator from Denver, I think is a guy I can't wait to see work magic with that defense. They finally have an O-line. I mean, for years, that's been the big draft need, you know, and they finally kind of patched a good O-line together. So add some weapons. I love the offensive coaches on this staff, Reich, Caldwell, McCown, Thomas Brown. You know, I just – I think it's a great support system for a young quarterback. So we're pumped, man. Obviously, the move for a guy like – if it's Stroud or Young or whoever – that's a move where, like, the next decade will determine, right, how good it was. But I still think either one of those guys, I wouldn't be shocked if they're playing very early in the season. And like you say, if they run the ball the way they did at the end of the year last year, I wouldn't be shocked if they could win a division with a rookie QB. Since it's your weekend and you're able to have your sodas already, we're not there yet. Let's. Uh, I want to ask you. Just, Speak for yourself. I you don't know what you, I have under this table. I'll ask you a barroom question. Number one overall pick. Would you trade it, though, for Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I'm so, I was so glad to hear we weren't interested in either one of those guys. Lamar, it's the guaranteed money plus the injury-like history that he's developing here. That's kind of what had me skittish. The Rodgers thing, I mean, how long until he's wanting to leave? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how long until he wants to leave his new team? Or wants to go to a darkness retreat and figure out if he's supposed to go, you know, where he's supposed to go. So I like the way they're doing it, man. I, I was, but again, if they miss fire and the guy can't play, you know, the pick's yeah. gonna look, the trade's gonna look terrible. But I just like the direction and the aggressiveness. I really do. Uh, so I told you I love CJ Stroud. I also love Greg Olson, our co-host Trista Crick. She's not here tonight. She's a huge hater. Not a big Greg Olson fan. What are your thoughts of him in the broadcast booth? Uh, one of the Panther greats, Trista just obviously. likes to be a contrarian with that. She's just so off base with because it every time she says it. I think Tom Brady needs to get the hell out of here. I think that's Greg Olson's job, and mm-hmm. I'm a little depressed he's going to lose it here in a year. But uh, what, you know, what are your thoughts on him in the broadcast booth? I, I think he's been terrific, man. Seriously, I love you guys. Thank God she's not here. Thank yeah. God she would ruin my Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm biased because we love Greg Olson. Like he does, he is so active in the community in yes. Charlotte with children's hospitals and stuff. And he has just been amazing. And he also is, you know, one of the few guests that for some reason likes coming on our show. So like, I, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those yeah, yeah. For him. but honestly, I think he's so smart on the broadcast. I don't think he like talks down to you though. I think you kind of learn something, but I think he does it in a way where it's not condescending. And yeah, Brady, I mean, haven't we seen enough Brady on our t- television sets on Sundays? Yes. I gotta, no one has any idea if he's worth a crap as a broadcaster either. Like, you know Olsen is good. At least everybody, what your girl Tristan does, everybody else knows Olsen's good. So, I don't know. I would love to see him hold off Brady, but I don't know, man. They These networks seem to be in love with a big name, you know? Like, oh, The Undertaker coming? We just lost him. He literally just disappeared. Ding. Uh, that usually His back in, screen just went black. Back in the WWF days, I yeah. mean, all hell is about to break loose. You just need some dramatic music. I wonder if his power went out. <laughs> his internet. He just disappeared. Just him bringing up Greg Olson. Well, if we don't get him back, Chris McClain, host of the Bone, the Mac and Bone Show, Electric. Sports Radio WFNZ in Charlotte, one of the great sports talk stations in this country, too. Yeah. WFNZ is, is a great station. What I wanted to bring up to him, though, 
was the Hornets are also really bad. What if the Hornets have the number one overall pick in the draft too, and they get Victor Wembanyama? Would he trade the? Would he trade? Victor, <laughs> would he trade that for Aaron Rodgers? That's no, what I'd ask. Him. I don't think he would, but you should definitely ask him that. But yeah, I don't know what happened, but I'm glad we had him on.